Hello and welcome to Celtic Down Under. My name is Laura and I'm joined by Liam as we re- we uh, review the second of the four teams in the final World Cup group for Qatar. It is, of course, South Korea, as we can tell from that shirt. Uh, Liam, that's a cracker. That's got to be one of the best at the World Cup, I would say. Yep, it's uh, definitely one of one of my personal favourites. Uh, wouldn't say that too loudly in case the wife hears me, though. She's, uh, <laughs> not, not, not a fan of the Korean team, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fair's fair. Um, it's it just it just uh it reminds me of an article I was reading the other day, and it was um shirts we won't see in the group stage at the World Cup. So I didn't know this, but apparently the strangely enough, part of the marketing ploy has been that most teams will try and stick to their their home shirts uh for the majority of the group stage where possible. Uh, meaning that uh, somebody's looked ahead at the potential for any of them to wear their away strip during the the group stage, and um, and some crackers were were saying that they wouldn't appear at the group stage. That Korean one, um, the the Mexico away shirt that I talked about so um passionately um when we reviewed Mexico and many many others, and the panics in you as a as a shirt enthusiast that they get knocked out before they have a chance to wear it. Well, this Germany one behind me is a beauty as well, but there's a, a good chance that won't get an airing now after what happened the other night. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I and, mean, not, uh, not, that, not that most people will care about it, but I know that we do. <laughs> Argentina, I've got an absolutely cracking purple away shirt as well. It's well worth checking out. Yes, um, I, I do love that one as well. Um, hopefully they yeah. get a chance to out that because I'm not really caring about Saudi Arabia's uh, away shirt, put it that way. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, nevertheless, we will crack on with our review of South Korea. I mean, I think everybody knows where the star player is for South Korea, but nevertheless, Hmm. we will look at the entire squad just to see who we're dealing with. Um, Not an awful lot of uh, common names there. Um, Kim's are are, are well-known names, certainly in the Western world of football. Kim Sung-yoo of uh, Al-Shabaab, Joe Hyun-woo of Ulsan Hyundai, and Song Bum-kyun of uh, Yeonbuk. Hyundai Motors. Um, it's it's not clear of the three of those who's going to be the the starter. Even when you look at some of the the, the review, um, it seems Kim Sung Yoo should be uh, the first choice. But there is there is potential that either of the other two goalkeepers could make it in. So um, it's not going to be where it's made made or broken for for South Korea though. No, um, I tell you what, though, it was a commentator's nightmare that game last night because Korea's goalkeeper and their back four were all called Kim. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That was a, yeah. Um, but yeah, he Kim is the, actually the one of the three goalkeepers that I've seen in action because I saw him play um, in a like a World Cup warm up game fairly recently, and he looked he looked solid. You know, um, not not <laughs> outstanding, but not not particularly error prone either. Um, mm-hmm. In recent years, Korea, Japan, and indeed most of the Asian uh, area countries have really stepped up their goalkeeping game. It used to yep. be an area where they had notable weaknesses, but they're definitely getting better in that regard. Yeah, and here's hoping that they that they can do because obviously um, they've they've managed to shut out Portugal in the first match, but uh, there's Uruguay. considerable. Uh, Uruguay, sorry. Oh my god, it's been a long time. It's been a long, long road. There's I'm the one that's got drugs in my system. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they've managed to shut out Uruguay, but they've got the considerable power, uh, firepower of Portugal and the and and the the goal threat of of Ghana that we've already seen to 
to try mm. and keep out as well. So let's hope they can do that um, for for the good of anybody who's supporting um, um, South Korea. Anyway, mm. um, really the only high profile name there in terms of in the European game anyway is Kim Min Ye of uh, of Napoli. Most of the other um, players in that defence are still based um, in Asia. Um, mm. Any of those who who stand out to you, um, given your slightly better knowledge of Asian football than mine? Well, I've seen Kwon of Ga- of Gambo Osaka a couple of times, and he's he's decent. Um, uh, good uh, good um, ball winning defender likes to get forward as well when he can. Um, yeah, um, it's uh, on one hand though, it's. Um, with Korea, you might notice something similar to what we've seen with the likes of Saudi Arabia in that being largely based in the same league could actually be beneficial to the team dynamic as it gives them more of a sort of a club team feel to them. Well, the, this, was a, this was the thing I was going to ask you. As a as an enthusiast of Japanese football and, and probably mm. by proxy to some extent Asian football, um, mm. do you see this as an opportunity with a squad like this to be a really good advert for for Korean football and and, and the quality of it, because obviously if they've got a defence that's mostly made up of people from 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 Korea or surrounding Asian countries, um, if they do well in shutting out teams with a lot of European based players, it's going to do a lot for the reputation of the league. You would have thought. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think people are waking up now to the J League, just how good it is. Um, but the K League is one that is still kind of flying under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. mostly because I think largely because of like um, how should I say a kind of a more um, try to think of a diplomatic way to put this a more kind of nativist attitude with a lot of the teams in Korea you right. don't have so you don't have so many foreigners playing in Korea right so um, if there's less foreigners that translates into less of an international profile. Yeah. Right. Whereas the J League, here's here's a good way of putting it. Um, mm. uh, they have a higher proportion of um, domestically trained players. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but there's also on top of that a reluctance to bring in foreign players. Right. Um, okay. Because they believe that, um, and it's like I think in the sense, in a football sense, it's actually a good thing because they believe that they import, they have a duty to produce good players for the national team. So, Listen, I, I don't, I don't, I personally don't have a problem with a with a league uh, taking that approach. I don't think it's xenophobic or racist or whatever way you want to put it to say, no, we want to build this league on the back of a strong core of players from our country for the good of football in this country and for the good of the national team. I don't, I don't personally see that as a problem if if you're clear about your intentions in that way. No, and the thing is with the Korean, with the Korean teams, it's not like they'll say, "Oh, no foreigners." It's nothing like that. Maybe I've yeah. I've worded it badly, but it's just like if they have a choice between bringing in a young guy from Australia or having a young Korean player who's about the same ability, they'll go with the Korean <coughs> player because that's better for the national team in the long run. Yeah, no, I um, think that's I think that's fair. Um, yeah. um and and I, and I actually think. More, more national teams and more leagues would do better for for having that kind of attitude. I think, um, but but uh, we'll see. Um, looking at the midfield, um, slightly more European based there, um, but again, not for very high profile teams certainly. But Young Woo Young of Al Sad, Na Sang Ho of Seoul, uh, Paik Sung Ho of uh, Yonbuk Hyundai Motors again, um, Son Young Ho, 
Song Min Q, Huan Chang Hoon, Lee Jisang, Huang and Byom, and Lee Kang In. I apologise to any uh, Korean viewers if uh, I have absolutely butchered the way of pronouncing that, but I do um, try my best. Again, Liam, <clears throat> not a lot of high-profile names there, certainly for an ignorant uh, Western football fan as I am, but who who there for you is um, is standing out in that lineup? Well, I have <laughs> seen Olympiacos a couple of times, and Huang is uh, is decent. He yep. um, he's a good uh, a good kind of um, one of those guys that likes to kind of sit a wee bit deeper and pick out a pass, um, sort of an Aaron Moy type. Um, yeah, for uh, for Celtic fans, um, he yeah he he's he's good and he's been in Europe for a while, so he he kind of has a bit more savvy about him than maybe some of the the domestic Korean players would have, um, and I think that's that's a good you know there's a good balance to that midfield because they've got you know the majority of them are playing in Korea, but you've got some European and I think Al Saad, I think they're Saudi Arabian. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a good international flavour there that kind of adds a bit more sort of a street smarts to the team, if you like. You know? Yeah, no, I think that's fair to say. Um, I, and just because you brought him up, I just want to briefly break from from looking at this to say, who'd have thought at the beginning of 2022 we'd be delighting ourselves with the fact that Aaron Moy kept uh, Antoine Griezmann in his back pocket for large swathes of that game against France, even if it doesn't turn out fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see what happens when France play Denmark, because uh, I'm not sure how much of that game was down to Australia defending really well, or France being poorer than we expected, even though they ultimately scored four goals. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting one, because they seem to have... I, I don't know. Coming up against France uh, looks like a bit of an unpredictable one for me because they've got certain players doing roles that you would never have thought they would be doing. Griezmann being one of them. I think he played about four different positions during the match and yeah. they, they ranged from just behind the strikers to just in front of the defence and everywhere in between. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But um, moving back to South Korea and on to the strike force, there's your star man there, Um uh, it's obviously Song Hyun Min of, of Tottenham Hotspur but he's got Hwang Hee Chan another well-known uh, player from Wolverhampton Wanderers with a lot of um, power and great finishing Hwang Yo of Olympiacos again Cho Yu Sing of uh, Yonbuk Hyundai Motors and Yong Woo Young of Freiburg um, most of this chat's going to be based around Song Hyun Min I'm going to be completely honest here and say this is where, and I don't want to accuse anybody of anything that they don't rightly deserve, but um, mm. I think if uh, Song Hyung-min isn't Asian, he gets a lot more credit than he does currently. Oh, and, absolutely. And absolutely. I don't understand why in the summer you've got his strike partner, Harry Kane, getting linked with moves here, there and everywhere, and you never hear about him getting linked with a move to a bigger club than Tottenham. I don't understand it. Well, the funny thing is, um, if you look at both of them and their international teams... Now, Harry Kane scores a lot of goals for England, but a lot of them are penalties if you look at the actual stats, right? Absolutely. And I don't think either of the... I don't think him or Son are as effective when they're not playing together. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Because Son plays more of a... He actually was playing more like a winger last night than than a striker. Yeah, yeah. And although he's obviously very good in that role as well, 
I think you lose something there by not giving them the kind of free run. Because when they when they play for Tottenham, Kane is essentially the target man and Son is the one who kind of has a bit of trickery to make things happen. Why do you um, think he doesn't get that, that freedom in the in the Korea national team? Because with all due respect to the other players and even with my limited knowledge of them, hmm. I, I can't see certainly a player in that forward line or another player I can think of in that entire squad who's even near his level. So why he wouldn't be considered the Messi of South Korea or the or or the Ronaldo of South Korea in that sense and be given the freedom to do what he wants? I'm not entirely sure. Is there any? Have you got any insight into why that might be the case? It's it's a question of mentality. Um, one of the funny things is for all their for all their quite shall we say confrontational history, the Japanese and the Koreans are quite a similar mindset when it comes to team sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. They favour the team dynamic above all else. Son is probably the Asian Messi, like you say, but he doesn't have the ego to then to walk up to the, the Korean national team and say, right, I'm playing here, you build the team around me. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's like, boss, where do you want me? <coughs> that's yeah. that's their attitude. Um, and it's an attitude that has served them well. Um, yeah. Korea are a country that since 2002 when a lot of people said, oh, it was because of the referees, whatever. Maybe. Maybe they got a bit of help in 2002. I don't know, right? But since then, they've accredited themselves well at every every World Cup they've played in since. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Um, They they obviously got that famous semi-final semi-final run in 2002. And I remember at the time, even uh, I I was a teenager at the time, thinking, oh, they've come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and they certainly did in terms of getting to a semi-final. But when you look at that, I mean, they've consistently qualified for four World Cups before that. And, and I and I am one of these people who thinks, okay, they've gone out of the group stage, but to consistently qualify for World Cups in that sense is, is no mean feat. And then mm. obviously since that semi-final run, they've continued. That's that's consecutive World Cups since '86. You'll you'll not find many teams that have managed to do that. Um, uh, uh, certainly from from their part of the world as well. Um, They got group stage again in Germany, round of 16 in 2010 in South Africa and two more group stage finishes in in Brazil and and Russia. So we've talked before on these videos about teams who you expect to be at the World Cup. I'm going to be honest, South Korea are not a team I expect to see at the World Cup. After looking at that, I'm not sure why. They're a, they're, a, they're a team that have been at every World Cup that I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. a funny thing. Um, yeah. yeah um, fun fact, actually, we've got a random trivia here. Do you know why South Korea wear red, despite the fact it's not the predominant colour of their national flag? Well, I just presumed they aesthetically thought it was the nicest of the colours on their flag, but... Um, no, um, for, to, to, use a, to use a Scottish uh, phrase here, it was essentially a get it up you to Japan. <laughs> before, the, uh, before the Second World War, when yeah. Korea was essentially a part of Japan, or ja- the Japanese Empire, um, the Japanese national team wore red mm-hmm. because that was the colour of the, the rising sun on the flag, right? So when... Obviously, Japan lost the war. Korea regained their independence. Um, the Korean national team were obviously they they got they got their act together in terms of playing international football again much quicker than Japan did, mm-hmm. and they adopted red shirts because technically that was the shirt they'd worn before, even though they'd been playing as Japan. 
Right, it was, okay. So, you know, the two, the, the one country essentially became two separate countries at that point. Um, and so they, they carried on, if you like, the red jerseys, which forced Japan to adopt the blue jerseys. Yeah. So it was actually a bit of a political manoeuvring. Um, and those red shirts carry a lot of pride with Koreans because <coughs> it's a reminder of their the battle they had to fight for their independence. Um, That's interesting. Is it so? Wh- why then did that inform or did that force Japan into the blue shirts, or was there another reason for that? Um, <coughs> Japan wore white shirts for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, then they adopted the blue. I think round about the time of the '64 Olympics, if I remember correctly. Right. Okay. And they've they've been the samurai blue ever since then. Yeah. No, that's that's a uh, that's a lesson. There, there is no doubt, I think, off the back of this that we are not going to end up doing some sort of kit uh, podcast um, because <laughs> I could talk about it for years and years, honestly. It's great. Um, yeah. But with that in mind, uh, we will get back to the current day and just close out with a look at the remaining fixtures for South Korea and where they sit and where they mm. are potentially going to go uh, from this World Cup. Um, I don't think I've pulled it up. Um, haven't right. Hang on. Uh, we'll need to we'll need to waffle until I pull it up. Um, right. listen, listen. I think um, I think South Korea are one of those teams where, again, a bit like Uruguay when we talked about them. Um, they're they're one of those teams that I think you always think I will not do much, but you wouldn't want them in your group. Yeah, they're they're not an easy team. Um, they're a team that like to produce shocks at the World Cup and when they do it's usually at a much bigger team's expense so play them at your peril Um, like I say I'm interested to see how they fare in the next game against Ghana Yeah. Um, and also they're probably still going to need something from the Portugal game to get through even if they do beat Ghana so uh, no, I, I certainly don't think Korea are out of it yet. Um, they they got a very well-earned point from Uruguay, who I think are the second-best team in this group. So it's uh, it's all to play for. And I, I, for one, hope they get through because it's good for the profile of Asian football and I enjoy watching Korea play. Yeah, I think what's clear from the, the opening couple of matches, you've obviously had a, a stalemate draw between Korea and Uruguay. You've had Portugal eke out a result over Ghana when it co- so easily could have gone another way. Um, I would say probably looking back on it, we've had other groups where there's been a clear winner and then picking second place is very difficult. In mm. terms of this group, this is probably about the most wide open group across the four teams, I would say. Oh, yeah, because the fact that Portugal only just beat Ghana last night says to me that they're not they're not this whole conquering force that they were made out to be before the tournament. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, going to be certainly it's going to leave a lot of drama if they're going to be playing all of their games last in the in the fixture roundup. You know, yeah. you'll be getting to the last game that Korea versus uh, Portugal match uh, and Ghana versus Uruguay potentially with both matches meaning something in terms of qualification. So it's going to be it's going to be fantastic to see. Um, with that said, uh, I think we've said everything that we want to say. Everything, that's 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 an East Coast pronunciation. I don't know what I've done there. Um, anyway. I don't, I don't know, Ken, what you're on about there, then. Yes. I've been working in the I've been working in the in the East Coast far too long I think, um, but uh, no that's 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 it for South Korea. Um, we hope that I certainly hope that they do well. Um, yeah. Again, uh, 
keep your voice down, Liam, but I'm sure you hope they do well as well. <laughs> no, um, I do. I, I enjoy watching Korea and I do wish them all the best, except when they play Japan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, with that said, uh, we will leave it there. We will be covering Portugal next. Uh, uh, I look at um, some wee guy called Ronaldo. And <laughs> um, we will see you then. Liam, thank you very much. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.